this has to be one of the easiest jobs in America to preach after you get some of that type of singing and leading of music. Is that not awesome or what? So good. So, so good. We are glad that you're here today. Welcome. I know that we're still trying to find some seats and our worship hosts are doing a great job and uh, uh, hope that you've had a great weekend thus far. We are going to launch into a new series today entitled Influence. And uh, we kind of operate each year around here with kind of a word that kind of sets the course and the trajectory for us for the new year. I know you're saying, bro, this is middle of of September, but we operate on an October through September type of uh, a calendar around here. And and this word influence for us has kind of been been what has set the pace for us when it comes to visioning and direction as far as our ministries this coming year. Now, you guys know if you've been with us any amount of time that 1910... Uh, exist to find and restore the lost. We, we, we are here to find those people that, that do not have a relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ. You know that what Jesus did on the cross uh, by his death, his burial and resurrection and his offering to you forgiveness of your sins and life abundant, you know that that's what makes you right with God, correct? It's not based on anything you do. It's not how many times you go to church, how much money you give. It's not based on if you, if you dressed appropriately today, if you even took a bath, we don't care. Um, we, we, what makes you right in God's eyes is what you do with his son, Jesus Christ. Am I talking to anybody? Come on, listen, you got a mocha frappuccino-infused pastor here today, and you better go with me or we'll keep going all day. I'm in it for the long run. Amen? Listen, if you're here today and you've never said yes to Jesus Christ, I pray that today would be the day that you say yes that you would surrender your life. We're about that. We're about introducing people to Jesus Christ. But we don't want to just introduce people to Jesus. We want to help them grow in that relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. Listen, he's not a one and done type of savior. Every day is a new day. And there are mercies every morning. And there's something that he wants to do in your life each and every day. And so this whole idea of us becoming more like Jesus, I don't know about anyone else, but I still need some more work. Amen. That's my family. They'll tell you, <laughs> dad needs some work to be more like Jesus, amen? But I'm on the path, and, and, and I'm striving every day to become like him. And so we're about finding and restoring. Listen, if you're here today looking for what life is all about, I'm telling you, your search ends today. It's found in Jesus. Why don't you let us introduce you to him and then help you begin to understand what he has for your life. Has anybody tasted and seen that the Lord is good? Anybody drank the living water? Come on, that's what I'm talking about. That's good. But this word influence has kind of been, last week at Vision Day, we shared this word influence with you guys, and, and it's kind of been the word that, that our ministry team has been working towards and planning their programming and, and our direction, where we're headed, how we accomplish finding and restoring people this year. And, and we're going to launch in a new series today entitled Influence. And, and for the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about this because here, here's what I want, whether you acknowledge it or not, there is something in you that God wants to use to make the world around you better. Look at your neighbor and say, he's talking to you right now. Because listen, here, if we're not careful, we can let the world church start chirping and letting us know that, hey, listen, you, you'll never amount to anything. Or you're too slow. You're not good looking enough. Or, 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 or you, whatever. And, and if we're not careful, we can let the world's message begin to, to um, affect us so much that we just feel like there's nothing that we have to contribute. Man, I look around this room today and I see a lot of people with a world of influence represented here. And there's something that God wants to do through your life to influence the world 
around you. And here's what, I've, what I also believe. God expects you to influence people around you for good. Some of you doing a good job with the bad influence. God wants, use you, wants you to use your influence to influence people around you for the good. Amen? Let's look at this word influence. I, I, listen, I, I'm an athlete, and I've had one too many head injuries over the course of my lifetime. And uh, uh, even this week, getting out of line, my wife just kind of, you know, kind of waking me up. And that's all right. Men, just take it. Just take it. Uh, but, but this word influence, I looked it up to make sure that I was on the right track. And this is kind of going to help us as we launch out into this, 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 this word influence this year. Here's what it means. It's the capacity to have an effect on the character, the development, or the behavior of something or someone or the effect itself. You see, if I have influence over something or someone, I'm impacting, I'm changing the way, I'm helping develop the way that that person acts or thinks. If you have an influence over a school campus, you're changing the environment on that campus. If you have an influence in a community, you're changing the way that that, that community begins to behave and act. One of the incredible things that we want to invite you to join us with today, today uh, uh, we're celebrating two years with what we call our Providence community garden. Back behind us here, the end of our parking lot, there's a big red building, and you maybe have seen that we've got three acres that we have dedicated to this, this master-planned garden area here for our community. Here's the great thing about that. It's getting families back to this art of gardening. What it's also doing is providing some, some free food for people in our community that are hungry. Can't you get behind feeding hungry people? And so one of the things that we ask of those that, 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 that rent a bed here, and you can rent a bed, we have about 10 garden beds available, is that, that, that you give at least 10% of your produce, your harvest, back to those in our community that are hungry. Uh, there, there's a designated area there in the garden. I just got to be transparent with you this morning, okay? Thibodeau, you ready for this? I took something out of the garden yesterday. I, I tried my best, but I was back there getting a tour, and there they were peppers. Come on, somebody. How many of you like a good old jalapeno pepper? Now, listen, I just want you to know that I didn't break in and I didn't just like rob it, but there were some of the people there in charge of the garden and said, hey, listen, can a preacher have a pepper? And uh, they said, we can do better. So I, I walked out of there, Zunker, with three jalapenos, three poblanos, and one bell pepper. Now, listen, I love H-E-B. You know that here everything's better, but I'm telling you, bro, there's some peppers growing out there that are anointed of God. Amen. <laughs> I went home and I made me a sandwich at 945. Who eats a sandwich at 945? Homeboy here did. I made me a sandwich because I wanted to eat a jalapeno pepper with it. And bro, I'm telling you, it lit me up. <laughs> I'm still bearing some of the scars and the marks of that, uh, that jalapeno today, but it's okay. It's all good. But I love that. Why would we dedicate three acres out of our 30 acres that we have here at 1910 for community garden to hopefully influence our community with the good news of Jesus Christ? Not only to bless somebody with a pepper, but more importantly, to have an opportunity to rub shoulders with people who are far from God and show them the difference that Jesus can make. How many of you know that Jesus makes a difference in people's lives? Amen. So here's what we want to encourage you to do today. Hey, before you leave, well, just walk through the garden. Just walk through the garden. And uh, there, there, there's a watermelon with my name on it, so don't take that one. But listen, I just, there, some of our ambassadors are going to be there and, 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 and kind of show you around. It is wonderful 
what God is doing through that. Why would it? Because we want to influence our community. We, we want to influence. We want to change the way that, 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 that things think or act. That's what it means to have an influence. Listen, God expects us, expects you to be an influence for good in the world in which you live. He wants you to do that. We, we, we shared with you last week that we believe that part of our influence here on these 30 acres is before we can, can take our next step, we believe that God has called us to pay off the debt that we have for this building here. You're, you're sitting in about 32,000 square feet, this building. Your kids are back there, you know, playing in it and, 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 and having a great time. And, and, and we've, but we owe still about $1.9 million. Here's what we believe that we believe that God's got an incredible trajectory for this church. We believe that the platform that he's established these first 11 years is going to continue to grow and become greater. And he, our role is to prove to him that we can be faithful with what he's already entrusted us with so that he will have confidence to trust us with even greater things. I think I read that in scripture somewhere. Come on, right? And so, so, so we're going to be keeping that as a, an issue of prayer for us as a church. We've been aggressive in our budget this year to, to focus some dollars towards debt retirement. We're going to challenge you to, to continue to give towards it so we can pay this off so that we can take the next step for greater influence here in our community. Listen, the God that got us here will be the God that will get us there. And we believe that he's not finished with this house, amen? Not only here at Burning the Hill Country, but literally to the ends of the earth. Are you with me today, church? You better wake up right now. Those of you that are watching online, good to see you guys. You look awesome. Nice hair. Here's what I also know about influence. You should want to be influential. Do you want to influence people? In fact, how many of you right now can think of, when I think, mention the word influence, can you think of somebody that has influenced your life? Maybe a, maybe a teacher or coach. Maybe, maybe there was a mom or a dad, an aunt or an uncle. Maybe you had a classmate, a friend of yours or whatever. You probably can think of someone that over the course of your however many years here on earth has had an influence in your life. Can I see a hand today, right? Yeah, yeah. And, 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 they, they, they shaped you in some form or fashion. They, 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 they molded you. I, I look back and think of, 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 of coaches that I had throughout my high school years. I, uh, my, my, my dad wasn't around Monday through Friday, but I was blessed to be surrounded by godly men. They, they, they were jerks a lot of times, absolutely, making you run wind sprints. You know that that in the Greek means of the devil. <laughs> but they would make us run and sweat. And things come out of our mouth at the end of a long day of practice. But yet then I knew that those guys loved us and they'd come and offer an encouragement. Have you had somebody like that just encourage you, make you? They've influenced your life. Listen, we all should desire and dream to be influential. In fact, I, I believe it's really selfish for a person to say, you know what, I'm okay. I'm just going to worry about me. I got this. And, and listen, everybody else, just, just good luck. I'll pray for you. You won't. Oh, you don't. And, and some of I just think it's really selfish when we when we say, listen, there's something that we have to contribute, but you know what? We're we're gonna keep it to us. And, and, and the rest of you, just good luck trying to figure it out. Go get a Zig Ziglar book or something. He'll 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 tell you, you know? And, and, and I just think it's selfish. Did you know that Jesus commands us to use our influence for good in this world? 
Did you know that? Listen, I'm not just making it up. I want to back it up with scripture today. Is that all right? How many of you like the Bible? Hey, even if you don't, I'm glad you're here because I'm about to share something with you today that's going to make you go, "Mm, mm, I want some more of that. And hopefully you're going to dive in and begin to read God's word because it will change your life. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Listen, Jesus commands that you use your influence for good in this world. You were put here to influence it for good. God wants to do that through you. And, and not to just put any pressure on you. This is the part of the sermon where the pastor makes you feel worthless, okay? Not to put any pressure on anyone in the house. But listen, someday you're going to stand before the Lord. and He's going to say, hey, what would you do with the things I gave you? What would you do with what I entrusted to you? Hey, listen, listen, I, I, I had planted something in you. Oh, and I had such big dreams and aspirations that you would use that for good. What would you do with it? Whoa. You see, that's, that's, that's a big, big thought, isn't it? There's something that you can do to change the world around you. Now, this next statement is not going to catch many of you by surprise. You ready for this? I love salt. Anybody like salt? You can look at me and say that I probably eat a little too much, right? I don't like lots of salt, but I'm just telling you, sometimes just a little salt is good. Amen? Listen, I, uh, I use sea salt because it just sounds healthier, you know, of the sea, you know, Mediterranean or whatever. We went to, a, we, we were somewhere in Colorado this summer, and there's a store with salt, all different colors and descriptions on it. I'm going, bro, I just need some salt. Where's the white one? Where's the white salt? Just, just you know, Morton's. You got Morton's in here? Their salt, they were selling like $12 a pound. And I'm going, what? Just a little. I love salt. My, my youngest daughter, Annie, likes salt. In fact, when I cook on occasion, Annie used to always say, hey, Dad, have you put any salt in it yet? She just likes a little bit of salt. You guys know that, that salt in some food can change the flavoring, can't it? You know, that salt can make something that, ah, that, that, that that's okay. A little salt makes it zesty. Don't you like zesty? When you say, just say zesty. Doesn't that just make you feel better? Yeah, zesty. Yeah, salt does that to food. Salt does that to food. And and, and listen, I'm no no scholar or theologian. I'm no rocket scientist. You know, like tell us something new, Brown. Okay, listen, here's what I know. In order for the salt to be put to use, and in order for that salt to bring zest to life or the food I'm eating, it's got to be shaken out of that container. Some of you got some, some great little salt shakers around your house. Ceramics, you may have made it. Your, they were your grandmother's or whatever, you know. We used to have salt and pepper shakers that were shaped like pigs in my house growing up. Little pigs. Pigs. My grandparents were hog farmers. And, 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 and it just reminded me, I looked at those pigs and it reminded me of my grandparents. My granddaddy used to call my grandma pig. Men, that is not a great pickup line for women. What's up, pig? Yo, pig. Yo, pig. You want to dance? No. You, that is not a pig. Anyway, where am I going? Oh, listen, in order, in order, I'm sorry, Frappuccino. In order for, for that salt to be worth its salt, it's got to be shaken out of a container. Are you with me there? It does no good just to look at it. 
I walk in a store and see walls and walls of salt, but unless it is shaken out, it is of no use. I think that's a word for the church today. You see, I believe that God is is, is looking for us, and I believe that God would love to hear the sounds of his salt getting shaken out of this container. He he, he longs for, for those sounds of his salt being shaken out of these four walls onto a world that is in need of just a little zestiness. Are you with me today, church? Listen, salt all clustered together in a container is no good. But I'm telling you, when it is shaken out in a, on, onto something that needs a little flavoring, I'm telling you, that's when salt is salt. When salt gets out and changes the flavor of things, I believe that that brings great delight to our Father in heaven. Jesus spoke about salt. Did you know that? In fact, here's our our word today is in Matthew chapter 5, beginning in verse 13. Not only did Jesus talk about salt, but he talked about light as well. I'm going to read it to you today from the message translation. Before you start sending hate mail, don't tell me that's not a real Bible, you know, and all that. Uh, But I just love the, 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 the phrasing of the words here and the message that it sends. But look what it says beginning, Matthew chapter 5, beginning in verse 13. Jesus says, let me tell you why you're here. You are here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness and you will end up in the garbage. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. And if I make you light bearers, you don't think that I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? No, I'm putting you on a stand. And now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. (laughs) Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God. This generous Father in heaven. I don't know if you know anything about salt and light, but they are really two essentials to life, especially in the ancient world. You see, in the ancient world, salt was more than just a spice for seasoning. It was an essential preservative that was used so that the people could keep their food from spoiling. Salt in the ancient world was also a means of commerce, as the Romans would oftentimes pay their soldiers with salt. Now, we know that light is needed as well, correct? We, we know, how many of you, anybody afraid of the dark in this house today? I thought about preaching in the dark today, but I didn't want to wig you out. Plus, I wanted our folks from Squamish to be able to watch us in Canada today as well. Um, but, but, but a lot of people don't like the dark. If you like the dark, you're weird. You are. Most people like light. And you know that, 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 that light is needed and, and light dispels. Light pushes the darkness away. You know that when the light is not shining, it's hard for you to see. Are you with me today? Salt and light. Here's what I believe about influence and what this means for us in the church. 
You see, I believe that the Christian role in the world is to be influencers of the world. We are not to hide from it. We're not to ignore it. We are not to alienate ourselves from them. We have to find a way, listen, to influence others with the good news of Jesus Christ. Am I talking to anybody? Jesus says here, you're the salt of the earth. That was Jesus speaking to those who were followers of his. Listen, salt's not just for seasoning. And, and, and I believe that we're not to just be sitting here in this shaker in our chair week after week. I, I don't believe that this is God's end all for us as salty people. I don't believe that we're just to sit here with our correct doctrine and never do anything with what you hear taught from this platform. I believe that what we take here, God is saying, hey, listen, I want you to, I'm gonna take this and I want you to go shake it out and put it on display in your community. Am I talking to anybody yet? See, as salt is needed and put to use, so are we and this church. We, we, we are needed and we are to be put to use. I ask our staff this on a pretty consistent basis in our team meetings. I ask our staff, hey, listen, if this church closed its doors tomorrow, would this community miss us? You see, the answer to that question to me is an indication whether or not we're getting out of the salt shaker. Whether we're getting out and influencing, salting, and, 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 and making a difference in our community. You know that there are many churches that are closing their doors every month, Right? Thousands of people walking away. In fact, I believe that, that this very one concept is the difference between a church that will thrive or just try to survive. It's whether or not we will be willing to get out of this shaker. Come on now. Listen, we're not called just to sit and soak. We're commanded to go and tell. <laughs> Read your Bible. It's in there. It's awesome. And that's what we are called to do. Jesus goes on to say in Matthew chapter 5 also, not only are you the salt of the earth, but you are a light of the world. And that light, he says, is to be put <clears throat> on a stand so that people that are in the dark will have something that will illuminate <clears throat> the darkness around them and they will be able to find and see their way. How many of you live in a house? Get your hands up. You all do. I'm in an RV. That's your house right now with wheels on it. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you guys know that, it, that, that, that in, a, in, in your home, you don't have just one room in your home where all your lights are, are located. Anybody have a room like that? We're just going to light up the kitchen. Forget the living room, family, bathroom. That's, that'd be fun, wouldn't it, in the dark? Just, we're just going to light up the kitchen. Family meeting, all of our light bulbs, all of our electricity going. To the kitchen. No, you don't do that. You spread those light bulbs out throughout your house. You got one in the garage. You got one on the front porch and the back porch. You got it in the closets. You got it in the bed. You, you, because you know this, that when you spread the lights out, it's influence and it, it, it's able to illuminate and cover more, more area, correct? No one puts, you can't put all your lights in one room. It's crazy. But it'll be very well illuminated. But the rest of your home and environment will be dark. 
Listen, we are called, church, not to just shine our light here. You guys look great. You smell good. You sing good today. You look like you got it all together. Listen, we're not just called to shine the light here. Did you know that you can praise Jesus outside of this house? Did you know you can read your Bible and you can, can talk about God away from here? Did you know that? Listen, we're not just to put our light here and let it shine here. We're, we're to take this light into the dark communities in which we live, and we're to shine him out to the world. Listen, we receive the light. In fact, Jesus says in John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you don't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Listen, for those of you that have said yes to Jesus, the light of Jesus Christ is in you and you are called to put him on display for other people to see. Let the light of Christ shine through you. Come on, somebody. You don't keep salt all stored up together in the shaker. You scatter it around so that it will be in contact with those things that need its flavor changed. And you don't keep light hidden. You put it on display so that it can dispel the darkness. You see, Christians were never meant, never meant to be all clustered together in a spiritual salt shaker. Just salting each other. Don't make you back. Mm -mm -mm. Soaking it all. Mm. Man, no. Not just soaking it in our blessing and our fellowship. No, the salt. The salt. Guys, it has to be in direct contact with, with meat or vegetables outside of this place that, 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 that need to be flavored. You and I have to be in, in meaningful contact with, with people who really need our Jesus. We're, we're not supposed to just be hiding out here and, and playing defense all the time, trying, trying to keep from being contaminated by avoiding the world that Jesus has left here. He's left us here to change it. It's kind, of, kind of symphonic. It was awesome. Yeah, there's a mute button on that phone. <laughs> Listen, if your social life, can I just can we just get real right now? Let's just talk. If your social life, if, if your discretionary time is is pretty much spent with, with other Christians or Christ followers, I, I think you might just possibly be missing your mission. Listen, we're we're, we're gonna you, you know that we're gonna hang out with other Christians and Christ followers in heaven one day, right? in eternity. That's what we're going to do for the rest of our lives. And so right now, here's what I believe. We've got to be involved with some people who aren't going to heaven yet. You, you, you got to be rubbing shoulders. You need to be pressing flesh with some people who aren't yet going to heaven. Listen, I believe it's time for us to take all that we've been, been storing up spiritually and begin to take it to the places where people are that really, really need it. That might be a little league team that your kid plays on. That might be a, a, a group of, of guys or gals that you spend some extracurricular time with, playing golf with or, or Mexican train or whatever you do in your, your spare time. Does anybody ever play Mexican train? Love that. Listen, those, those social groups and clubs that you're a part of, 
Listen, we've got to be involved in rubbing shoulders with people who don't know Jesus and we need to be seasoning their life with the good news. We need to be shining the light of Jesus so they get a clearer picture as to who he is and what he's all about. Come on, go with me now. I believe it's time for us to be intentional about building relationships with that neighbor of yours or that lost coworker or that fellow student who needs Jesus. I believe it's time for us to, to look around our community and, and find some human needs that, that, that you can be involved in in meeting them and sharing with them Jesus. They're all around you. You know that, right? They are. In fact, did you know statistics say that you know on average five people, say five, you know on average five people by a first name basis who does not know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. They're all around you. And I believe that it's time just to, to, to look around and, and find them. It might be time for somebody listening to this message today to look in your community and find a place just to volunteer that you can, can, can come in contact with some people, some unreached people, begin to serve them and meet the needs. Just season them a little bit and shine the light of Jesus. Come on. You need a community connection of some sort. You need to find a place where you can put the salt of your Jesus life in contact with some of the lives that really need the flavor of Jesus. And let me just remind you, he gave his life for them. Why should you do this? Why should you care? Hey, aren't you thankful for that song that we sang that talked about the reckless love of God? Aren't you thankful that, that, that God didn't give up on you? Some of you guys are pretty bad, weren't you? Come on, any, any rotten people in the house today, you better all get your hands up because we all have that in common, amen? We are all sinners. We're all wretched. But aren't you thankful that God didn't say, golly, oh, I cannot believe what he did. You know you don't catch God by surprise, right? He knows your stuff. But aren't you thankful that despite who we are and what we've done, he loved us anyway, and he... There's no shadow he won't light up, mountain he won't climb up. He's coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down. He's coming after us. And listen, he came after us. And I just, I'm looking for a church that would be willing to run after people the same way that we've been run after. The same reckless love that God has demonstrated towards us, I believe he's, wanting us to demonstrate to other people as well. Listen, I want to remind you of this truth, and you're going to hear this over the next several weeks. You cannot influence a culture from outside. You must go in. Rewind the tape. You cannot influence a culture from outside. You must go in. I think for too long... The church has just been praying for the lost to be found. And I'm just thinking that today on this 17th of September, it's time for the church to run into those areas where lost people need to be found. Let's quit praying about it. Let's take some action about it. Amen? You can't influence a culture from outside. You must go in. Listen, there are 6.2 billion people in the world who do not know Jesus Christ. I did door-to-door -door surveys. I've discovered that. I found it all out. 
There are 6,426 people groups that have never heard the name of Jesus Christ. There are 258 million people in the U.S. and Canada who do not know Jesus as Christ. There are over 320 million people in the U.S. <laughs> 258 million U.S. and Canada don't know the Lord. Fewer than 20% of people in the U.S. attend church services regularly. The number one reason they don't attend, they're just too busy. So evidently, you guys aren't busy people because you're here. Thanks for coming. Awesome. No, just too busy. They don't want to attend. The truth is this that every week in America, 150,000 people walk out of the church and never return. Listen, our world is in need of influencers. Our, our, our community needs some salt, doesn't it? Our, our community needs some light. And listen, I know that we need to be actively involved in the life of the church. You will hear us talk about that a lot. In fact, if you come to 1910 and you're not serving in some form or fashion, shame on you. Come on. You've got something in you that we could use. Listen, if you can do this, you can park cars at 1910. We'll give you an orange vest, make you look awesome. Man, if you can pull a lever, you can dispense coffee. Hey, if you can get your hands in the air like this, if you can open your mouth, if you can bounce a little bit, it's good. It's exercise. Listen, if you can do this, you, you, you can work in kids' areas. You know that? Man, if, if, if you know how to activate and use a, a flashlight, man, you, can, you know you can help people find their seats in this house. Listen, I know it's good to serve in the church, and, and some of us, we're, 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 we're sitting on some things that God wants to use here. But listen, make no mistake about it as well. As great as this is, God does not want us just to sit here and serve. Listen, he, he, he wants this, absolutely, but not to the exclusion of connecting with the world that he loves so much. Your spiritual salt, God wants you to get out of this shaker. You're, you're, you're a light that God wants to use to, to, to push back the darkness. Hey, it's time for us to be influencers. Is that a good word today? Is that all right? Thank you so much. God, be glorified. Amen. Whew. Hey, I, one of the things I love about this church and one of the, I believe, one of the, the, the measurements of, of how we're influencing people is today we're going to celebrate scriptural baptism. Uh, we, we, we've got about 20 people today that are being scripturally baptized. They've said yes to Jesus Christ as, as Lord and Savior. And today they're going to demonstrate that they belong to Christ by, by, by what we call scriptural baptism. And, and we want to invite you to be a part. In fact, if, if you're being baptized today, I want you to go, you go ahead and stand up right now so that you can go ahead and leave and, and go get ch changed and dressed and ready. I know we've got some in here. Anybody being baptized today? Come on. I know they're in here somewhere. I met you. Awesome. Do I need to start calling out names? I've got names right now. It's going to go with your phone number, right? No. But listen, so here's what we want to encourage you to do. After we dismiss here in a few months, we want to encourage you to go out past where you bought all your coffee and muffins this morning. We've got a baptismal pool outside. Go out and celebrate with us. 
go and celebrate with us, those that have said yes to Jesus. It's going to be an incredible, incredible time. But before we do that, I want to pray. Can we just pray real quick? Let's just pray and then don't leave. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for the reminder today through your word that we are called to be salt and light. And God, you have changed us so that we in turn can go out and be people that change others. Lord, you, you want us to be influencers. You want to use us, God, to, 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 to bring flavoring and to a world that, that needs it. You want us to shine a light in such a way that, that others will begin to see the God colors all around them. God, let us not as a church be content just to sit within a shaker. But God, I pray that we would go out so that we can be used by you. Let us not keep our light hidden under a basket. Oh, no. Let's put it on a stand for all to see. And not for our glory, but for yours alone. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.